Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Thank you so much to our longtime sponsor on this podcast of Anchor. So Anchor is actually how I make this podcast. I wouldn't even have this podcast if it wasn't for the free tool that is the platform Anchor. So as I said, it is completely free. Anybody can make a podcast from your house, from your phone, from your computer, Anchor distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's basically everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And it actually is, you guys, I stan Anchor so hard. You can download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started with recording your own podcast. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another week of Unfiltered Podcast. Today's episode seven. I'm so, so happy to have you here listening today. So this episode today, I honestly was struggling so hard. I don't know why with what I wanted to talk about because I knew I didn't really want to talk too much about the virus stuff other than obviously like acknowledging it. And I will be talking about tips as far as social distancing and being at home right now, but I'm not really going to go into anything in more detail because I feel like obviously it's all that any of us are seeing online right now, which is why I kind of said I wanted the podcast to be a little bit of an escape from that. But I was struggling with what I wanted to talk about because I don't know why. I knew this was going to be a solo episode, but I couldn't narrow down my topic. So I kind of just decided, you know what? I don't need to limit myself. I don't always need to feel like there's, you know, one topic or that I have to cover. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to do kind of a stream of consciousness episode and also like a big sis advice type episode. So first I'm going to be just kind of talking about some stuff with me personally, how I'm feeling during this time, some tips for you guys. I'm going to do a little bit of a life update and then I'm going to be taking uh, some advice questions because I've gotten some DMs and some voice messages as well from you guys over the past couple weeks that I wanted to go into detail with because I thought they were really good situations that hopefully a lot of us can relate to. So just think of it this as a little you know, advice type episode. And I would love to hear from you guys what you want to hear discussed on future episodes. So you can always DM me on the unfiltered with Lindsay Hughes Instagram. You can always feel free to DM me episode topic ideas and things that you want me to talk about. 
So I know I say this like every single week, but it's just because we still have a new podcast. If you guys like the podcast so far and are appreciating me opening up about new topics, please leave a review on the Apple Podcasts app. So all you have to do is open the purple Apple Podcast app. That is the only place that I know of, at least that's an app that you can leave a review. So I'm sorry if you're not listening on that app, but I still really, really appreciate you listening. But if you do happen to have the Apple Podcast app, it would mean so much to me if you would just take like one minute out of your day, maybe right now before you listen to the rest of this episode and just leave a quick review. And you just go to the show, you go to Unfiltered, you scroll to the bottom, and that is where you can leave five stars and leave a review, which leaving a review would really make my life. Um, What I'm going to do is every week, starting next week, I'm going to pick a review, and I'm going to read it aloud and give you a shout out if you leave me a review. So I'm going to be doing that with like new reviews. So thank you to all of you guys that have already left one. Um, I followed people for the first week of doing this. I followed like hundreds of you guys that left a review. Okay, so I'm going to shut up about that now. I know I literally talk about this every week. (laughs) Um, So I did want to let you guys know just because I feel like um, things are changing so much with what's going on with the current situation. Every single day, things are changing so much and what we're getting advised to do is also changing a lot every single day as so much new things are happening. So I did want to just say I'm recording this episode on Wednesday, March 18th. You guys will hear this on Monday of next week or after that, depending on when you're listening. So just keep in mind, anything that I may say is just from the perspective of what is currently happening as of now, Wednesday. So I just wanted to kind of make that clear because I've been seeing, um, people posting vlogs that they recorded two weeks ago of maybe when they were traveling or on a trip. And I've been seeing people commenting, like really confused being like, why are you traveling right now? Why are you out? Um, and it's just because these videos have been posted or these Instagram photos have been taken, you know, probably before you actually saw it before the day you actually saw it. I'm not even talking about myself personally, but what I've been watching from people, I've been seeing, uh, some of that confusion going on. So just keep in mind at this time that things that you might see, people might be posting old photos or a lot of us YouTubers edit and film our videos weeks in advance. So definitely just keep that in mind and try not to, you know, call anybody out for anything that you're not positive about if that makes sense. So with that being said, um, social distancing, we are all kind of doing that right now. And I did actually make a YouTube video that I uploaded this past week. So you guys can go check it out if you happen to have missed it. Um, and I did a healthy habits video for this time for being feeling like you're stuck at home, or maybe if you're feeling anxious or your mental health is being affected, or you're finding yourself working or studying from home, and you're not sure exactly how to navigate that because I know for a lot of people, it isn't normal to be home all day. And now we are finding ourselves being home all day, every day, at least as of the time that I am recording this podcast. So I, that's why I wanted to make that video. It's on my YouTube channel. If you happen to have missed it, it's called eight healthy habits, but I also wanted to talk a little bit about how I'm feeling and being trying to remain positive and productive during this time. I know it can be hard. And I know for a lot of people, maybe it's like feeling like, 
you're really bored all day or like you've you're just kind of it almost feels like time isn't real because all the days are like meshing together at least for those of us who aren't like going out and going to work I know that people still have to go to work and some people are still having to report to their jobs um, in person so my thoughts and my my gratitude is honestly with any of you that are going out and interacting with people for your jobs that have to be at work um, you are so appreciated at this time but I did want to share some positivity and I'm sure that you guys have seen a little bit of this online already from some influencers or some people that you follow but this is just such a great time to really focus on you know it's spring so getting some spring cleaning done maybe um Organize your closet, move your winter wardrobe out and move your spring summer wardrobe in. There are so many things you can do. Organize your kitchen, organize your pantry, uh, learn new recipes, learn, maybe learn how to make some new cocktails, take up a new hobby. Something that I'm doing is I have been inspired. I actually, I don't remember if I talked about this. I think I talked about it in a vlog. I was going to say maybe it was in the podcast, but I talked about how I have a whole room in my house the office room that I literally don't ever use. And I just feel so dumb having a whole room in my house that I don't use because I have like a little desk in there and I have my desktop computer in there. But honestly, for some reason, I just don't like working in that room. I like working in my, um, the space I'm sitting in right now at my little kitchen table, working by this like big window. And I just put my laptop at the table. That's where I record the podcast. That's where I do my editing. That's where I do my emails. For some reason, it just works for me better having my workspace here. So I was like, what is the point of me having this office? I have an entire room in my house that I'm not even using. So I talked about it in a vlog and some of you guys were like, maybe you should make the room into like a meditation plant yoga room, whatever. And so I was like, hmm, maybe I should do that. I'm basically going to be recording the process. I'm going to be filming the process because I think it's going to be cool to see how the room transforms, but I'm going to be taking out like the desk and the office setup that's in there and I'm just going to be changing it up into a really beautiful like plant filled room. My vision is just like tons of plants, some nice artwork. We're going to have crystals. We're going to have books in there. I'm going to have a yoga mat um, for not only doing yoga, but just having a place to like go and sit and meditate and sit with my plants and honestly just like a zen space I'm gonna have like cushions in there and like a corner chair and a rug oh my god like I'm feeling it and I'm honestly trying mostly to use stuff that I already have in the house and only buy a couple new things the only really things I think I need to buy for this room are like some new plants because several of my plants died in the winter so um in a couple weeks I'm gonna go plant shopping and get some new ones for that space because I want it to be really green and really beautiful so yeah that's one of my projects uh, taking up a new project at this time is a great idea throwing yourself into um, you know being productive but then also giving yourself time for yourself self-care every single night I take care of myself uh, I either like pour a glass of wine or lately I've been really into smoking these CBD joints um, they don't have any THC so they don't get you high but they really just like calm me and also I really like smoking them before bed because it actually helps me sleep Sleep and I've been having like lately the past couple of months I think I mentioned on this podcast that I've been having a little bit of more trouble falling asleep it's been taking me longer but any night that I smoke my CBD joints 
I fall asleep so much quicker and it's just great. So we love that. Um, I also, on my Patreon, I do stony sesh videos and CBD sesh videos um, where I smoke a bowl with you guys or I smoke a CBD joint. I've already done like a couple of those and I have more coming. So if you guys ever want to check out my Patreon, that is where I post my secret videos that are not on YouTube. And um, lately I uploaded a video, I uploaded a story time last week of the craziest thing I've experienced at a music festival. So if you're interested in that or any of those types of videos, definitely go check out my Patreon. It's always linked in the show notes. But other things I've been up to, a little like life update for the past week or week or ever since I got back from my trip, which was like eight days ago as of I'm as I'm recording this now. I've been doing some organizing. I've been deep cleaning. I deep cleaned my room and like dusted all the surfaces. I vacuumed the floors. I'm just like, this is a great time also to like clean your space. Like I said, spring cleaning. I mean, especially if we're in, if we're at our homes all day, we might as well have tidy, clean homes. It'll make you have a better headspace. At least it does for me personally. Um, I have been enjoying my alone time. I always enjoy my alone time, so that's not new for me. I know for people that are more extroverted and people that are used to being around people all the time, you know, this is probably really difficult. Um, but I wanted to share some ways that you can still be social at this time without going out. Something that I've been doing and literally just got off a FaceTime with my friend Layla um, right before this podcast is I've been trying to make time for talking on the phone or FaceTiming with people. So definitely do that. I did a little group FaceTime the other night with Lexi, Emily, and Drew, uh, and we were all catching up and we were all just, you know, we're all just chilling at our places quarantined, but, um, we can still go on FaceTime and we can still talk to each other. So make sure, you know, if you are feeling those, negative feelings about not being able to go out and be social as much, you know, FaceTime is a great thing. Okay. Um, and we are going to get through this together. You guys, I know you probably keep hearing things like that, but this is not going to be forever. We are going to just make the most of what you can in the situation. Like I said, try to make that time for things that you haven't dedicated time to. Um, I know I have several things. And like I said, if you need some more tips for, how to better your mental health and how to be less anxious during this time. That is what I talked about in my video that I uploaded this past week. So go check that out. And lastly, before we get into our bops and flops of the week, I wanted to let you guys know that you can always follow the podcast Instagram unfiltered with Lindsay Hughes. It is always linked in the show notes. And also you guys can send in voice messages and you can DM me if you ever want to send me like a situation or an advice question or a topic you want talked about on an episode of unfiltered my dms on that account are the perfect way to send me that stuff that's really a good that's the best way so if you ever want to be featured or have your question or your topic featured in an episode that is the place to let me know and if you ever want to have your voice literally heard on the podcast, like I'm going to do with a couple people that sent in voice messages over the past couple weeks, you can send in your own voice message. It's super easy. You just record from your phone and send it in. It's so, so simple. I will have the link to the voice messages. It's always linked in the show notes. If you ever feel like you want to chat with me, you want to be featured on the podcast. I've been playing most of the voice messages I've been getting. So you definitely have a really good chance of getting featured if that's something that you're interested in. So just wanted to kind of shout those things out 
really quick. And now it's time for one of my favorite parts of the podcast, our bops and flops of the week. If you are a new listener, the bops and flops of the week are just a quick chat sharing my personal favorite things and flops, aka fails, of the past week since we last chatted. I kind of have an exciting new bop. (laughs) Um, I have a new crush. It's very, 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 very new. Um, I don't know if anything will come of it, but yeah, I have a new crush. That's pretty much what I'm going to leave it at. And I love having a crush. So this is really exciting, honestly, for me. (laughs) Um, My next bop is my creativity has been sparked lately. Um, Like I said, I'm redoing an entire room in my house. I'm feeling very great about that. I'm recording the podcast and filming more videos, feeling motivated, and just overall feeling creative, feeling inspired. We love that. That is definitely a bop. My next bop, I have a lot this week. My next bop is opening up about things that I've never shared before and getting you guys' response and getting you guys' feedback. So not only, you know, this podcast is allowing me to do that. I hope you guys enjoyed hearing the guest episodes that we've had so far with Dev. Her episode was awesome. If you guys haven't heard it, she gave so much insight on bisexuality and stigmas that go along with sexuality. And it was just a really, really raw, open, honest episode. So that I think is episode four. If you happen to miss that, we talked a lot about sexuality fluidity and also crushes we talked about in that episode and getting ghosted damn we talked about a lot and then I loved having Emily and Lexi on last week and we really just opened up and shared we held nothing back from sharing our stories from when we lived together in LA so it's been so fun to have this new outlet like besides YouTube to open up about these things and I love the community that we have created so far so I'm so grateful for all of you guys that have been listening even if it's your first episode welcome But I've also been opening up and sharing things on my Patreon that is so, it's just so nice to be able to finally talk about things and not feel like I have to filter myself for YouTube. That's been a big bop of 2020 is like starting my new projects and having new outlets besides just YouTube to share things. And I'm kind of like, um, bitch, why didn't you do this sooner? (laughs) My last Oh no, not even my last bop. I guess I have literally five this week. (laughs) My next bop is feeling grateful, happy, and motivated. So I do want to take this time to acknowledge my, my privilege in the sense of I have a job that is not really being affected by what's going on right now with the virus. And I have really been reflecting on how grateful I feel for that. I have always worked from home. So, you know, not much has really changed for me in the sense of work and in the sense of my job. And I know that so many businesses and employees and small businesses are being really, really, really affected by this right now because people aren't going out. And I'm just thinking about the people that are really affected and not only that, but obviously people that are affected by the actual virus itself. I said this in last week's episode, but um, I'm just sending you guys healthy, safe energy. Even if that doesn't apply to you with feeling grateful for your work situation, that's just my personal one. I'm sure you can think of something that you are grateful for at this time, even if it's one really small thing like your pet 
or one of your friends or a family member or living in a place that you do literally anything. It can be the the smallest of things. Just think about something that you're grateful for right now and try to focus on that when you're feeling low, anxious, stressed, when you're feeling down. And my last that I could think of, bop of the week. Um, I don't really have any shows to talk about just because I've already talked about every show that I've still been watching. I can't really think of any new ones that I've been watching that I haven't already talked about. But I had a movie throwback the other night. Uh, I'm sure a lot of us have been dedicating more time to Netflixing, streaming, and watching movies the past couple of weeks. And I watched on Disney Plus, thank God it was on Disney Plus, Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen with Lindsay Lohan. The movie's from 2004, and I definitely watched it when I was younger, but I swear I had not watched it in like at least a decade. And it was so nostalgic, and honestly, it was better than I remember. For some reason, I remember liking the movie, but not liking it that much when I was younger. But this time watching it, it was so funny and so good. There were so many iconic moments. So if you have Disney Plus, go check out that movie. I also watched A Cinderella Story with Hilary Duff, which is on Netflix. I didn't realize that that one was on Netflix. So I've been on my like old, old throwback movie game lately. Next, I'm going to be watching some legendary old school Mary-Kate and Ashley films from literally like 1999. (laughs) So, um... That's going to be a wild ride. All right, now let's get into my flops of the week. I only have a couple. My first one, I'm going to keep it very brief. My first flop is obviously the virus. It's really impacting literally everyone in the world right now. And it's kind of crazy that things like this can just happen, I feel like, so quickly. But um, I've talked about it enough in this episode already. So that's a flop. Let's move on. Next flop is festival cancellations and actually just like event cancellations in general, even small events. So I was going to go visit Megan this weekend because it's her birthday party and I was going to go with Dev and we were going to show up and do a little Oregon road trip. And obviously, you know, it's just not safe. Megan canceled her birthday party. Um, and I can't go and see her anymore. And I don't know when I'm going to get to see her next, but I, I don't think it'll be that far, that long. So that, and then so many summer festivals are getting canceled and postponed. I'm sure you guys know that, but I'm a little bit concerned about Electric Forest, my favorite music festival. But other than that, I really actually didn't have any tickets or travel plans or anything. So once again, I'm feeling grateful because I know so many people's travels and trips and concerts and festivals and things like that that everyone's been looking forward to. I know that things are getting postponed and canceled. Um, Postponed is definitely better than canceled, but it's obviously the safest and best thing for these big events to do right now. So I definitely support it. It's just... um, it's sad. So that's another flop. Those are really the only ones I can think of. I'm sorry that they're both like related to Miss Corona. But yeah, I mean, obviously that's kind of just like what's on everyone's mind right now. I couldn't really think of any like personal flops. I feel like, I don't know. I don't want to shit on myself too hard this week. <laughs> Pretty proud of myself lately. Happy with things. So now let's get into the bulk of the episode. Um, First, I kind of wanted to quickly go over a few things that people ask me about. So I asked you guys on Instagram what you wanted me to talk about this week. And like I said, I was trying to narrow down kind of like a specific topic, but it was, 
I got so many different requests, which I definitely appreciate because now I have so many ideas. Um, but I didn't really, I, like I said, I wasn't really able to narrow it down. So we're just going to kind of channel it as big sis advice in general. First thing people wanted me to talk about was self-care during this time specifically, how to get a routine going right now, especially if you're like not if you're not used to working or studying from home and how to stay motivated. So quickly, I want to chat about that a little bit. First thing I wanted to say is if you guys have the app Headspace, it is a free meditation app. A lot of their stuff, well, you can like when you download it, it's free. And then if you want to, if you want to pay for, um, some of the, some of the meditations you can, I personally have never paid for a meditation and I've still been able to do a lot on the app. Headspace actually released a group of free meditation sessions just about stress and helping us all at this time, just kind of calm down a little bit. So I did one of those last night before bed. It was great. I like doing the ones that are like the longest option, which are typically like 10 minutes when they give you an option of like three, five or 10 minutes. I always like do the 10 minute ones, especially when I'm going to sleep because it just gives me more time to calm down. So if you are interested in anything like that, definitely check out the Headspace app. Self-care, like I already kind of mentioned a little bit, is very, very important at this time to just make sure, you know, I would emphasize like unplugging and kind of putting your phone face down, putting your phone in another room, putting your phone on the other side of your room. I know that I've been hitting my my new levels with my screen time the past couple of weeks. And I'm kind of just really trying to lower that. Um, There's so many other things that I can do besides being online, especially being on like Twitter at this time. Uh, I deleted the Twitter app for a couple of days last week because it was so, so, so overwhelming. Just seeing every single tweet about Corona and it really, it really can for a lot of people spark a lot of fear, unnecessary fear. You know what I mean? So obviously as long as we are doing what we're advised to do and we're staying prepared and we're keeping ourselves healthy, that's really the best we can do. And, um, Obviously, keeping updated on what's going on is very important as well, but you don't need to have every single thing that's coming into your brain and every single thing you see online be, you know, sparking more fear and anxiety. Um, If it is, maybe some people aren't feeling that way at all. But I personally had to delete the app for a couple days. Then I came back to it and things were a little bit more calm. But make time for yourself. I have been, like I said, making time to watch old movies and drink wine and cook and enjoy time with Squirtle. As for how to get a routine going, especially if you're needing a, you know, home routine. I've seen a lot of good stuff going around on like Twitter and Instagram stories recently. So a lot of people are kind of sharing their, you know, social distancing and quarantine routines. But I would say, you know, try to make time every single day if you can, or try to make time most days, try to do at least like one productive thing or have a few hours where you are productive, whether it's Uh, doing something for your job, doing something for schoolwork. If you're in school, teaching yourself a new skill or hobby or getting something done off of your to-do list. If you're finding yourself that you really have too much free time, make yourself a to-do list every single day. I find that it's so helpful for structuring my days. Write in a planner. If you have a planner, you don't even need a planner. If you don't have one, write in a journal. Um, Check in with how you're feeling every day. If you need to have just a day for full chillaxing, give yourself that day. Um, Like I said, make sure if you're struggling a lot with not being social at this time, make sure you give yourself 
whether it's every day or every few days, um, time for FaceTiming a friend, FaceTiming your mom, calling someone on the phone, even texting someone maybe you haven't talked to in a while and be like, hey, how are you doing? Just wanted to check in. Get yourself a little bit of social energy, even though it doesn't involve going out. And how to stay motivated at this time. I feel like I kind of talked about this a little bit in my YouTube video as well. So if you haven't seen that, that provides more insight on all of these types of things. But I mean, motivation is a little bit hard because especially if you're not used to being at home you're, and home is like your relax space, it's probably going to be a little bit harder to feel motivated. But my biggest thing is to separate your workspace and your work hours from your relax space and your relax hours. So what I do, I spend the day, I don't necessarily cut myself off at a certain time, but I give myself like a place and a space to get my work done, get my to-do list done. And then I have like whatever time I kind of decide, okay, I'm going to start cooking dinner. That's what time I cut myself off from my work. And I go into my relax and chill time of the night. And I find that that is helpful for me staying motivated. And also you guys asked for a few love, life updates from me. I feel like I haven't really done like a life update or a Q&A in a little while. I guess I did a Q&A video maybe like a month ago. But here's a couple quick life updates. Um, as for moving life updates, I don't have an update, unfortunately. I did an Instagram live last night and so many questions I got were like, would you consider moving to blah, blah, blah? Or where do you think you're going to be moving when your lease is up? And um, I'm still pretty set on either going to Atlanta or I'm moving into my own place there or something else that I'm not sure about yet. <laughs> so it's kind of a 50-50 for me right now. I think I'm going to leave Boise at that time. Um, I might stay a little bit longer, but that is literally the only update I have for now. I'm honestly trying not to rush my decision because I feel like in the past I've rushed a lot of moving decisions and I really want to give myself a lot of time to think about it. I'll share another update on that if I have one, <laughs> um, but it could be anywhere. I could move a lot of places. My next life update is exciting. My friend from LA is coming to visit my friend Chance. He's actually Squirtle's official dad. Back in um, 2015, I got Squirtle and they were actually the ones that got Squirtle in the first place. And then they basically just couldn't keep him at their apartment it wasn't like a pet friendly apartment and they kept getting in trouble obviously for like having a dog there so at that time they were kind of like we need Squirtle to go to like you know a different home um and so from that point I I adopted him from them and he's been mine and Chance is coming to visit Boise and he's never been to Boise before. And honestly, I'm so excited because it's so hard to get people to actually come here because everyone thinks that Boise is just like really weird and random and boring. <laughs> so literally like barely any of my friends have come to visit, which obviously it's just very far as well. And it's very expensive to come here from like the East Coast. So it's honestly not a big deal. <laughs> But I am excited that I have a new friend coming to explore Boise. And I mean, we're going to mostly be inside and we're going to mostly be quarantined. I mean, we'll probably do some hikes and some nature stuff where we won't see a lot of other people and like go to some hot springs and stuff. But it's going to be kind of unfortunate that I can't take him to like the bars and all that kind of jazz. But hey, 
There's always other times when uh, Miss Corona isn't a thing, uh, hopefully. So I'm really excited about that. And maybe he will be a guest on the podcast. I'm going to ask him. I haven't asked him yet. Um, but if he's down, then hopefully I will be recording an episode with him because I definitely want to have um, some more guys as guests in future episodes of the podcast to get their freaking you know, guy brain opinion on things that I have questions about. And I already kind of talked about how I'm feeling. That was going to be a life update, but lately I'm feeling pretty good. I'm trying, like I said, to just stay positive despite the current situation because some things in life are just totally out of our control, you guys. And that is, this is one of the things that I don't know really if anyone could see this coming. I definitely didn't see this whole situation coming, you know, like a month ago, um, things were completely different. So, uh, just trying to stay positive. And I also love how at the beginning of this episode, I was like, I'm not going to talk about Corona. Like I don't want to talk about the virus. And now I feel like I keep coming fucking back to it. So we're going to kind of leave it at that because <laughs> I am over myself talking about it right now because um, I didn't really intend to. Although it obviously is very relevant to everyone's life right now when we're all distancing, but okay, I'm leaving it at that. Another life update I got or a question that I got was, how's your being single life going so far? And all I have to say is it is amazing. I feel like I'm thriving right now. Um, I definitely needed, you know, after my breakup, uh, in November, I definitely needed like a good amount of time to like really just like not think about love or any of that at all. And just really throw myself into time with my family and my friends. And I did that. Uh, that was very nice to be able to go to my hometown and be with my family for a very long time. And then I kind of got into a little bit of the winter blues once I came back to Idaho alone in January and I was suddenly single and alone and none of my friends were anywhere to be found. So I got a little email for a couple of weeks and then I honestly bounced back. Like I had a full bounce back. <laughs> I'm just, like I said, I'm just really enjoying being single right now. I feel like it is the best thing for me right now. And, um, it's been really good. It's been fun to be like flirty again and just feel like my true authentic self. <laughs> so I feel like it really is the best thing for me right now. So yeah, thank you for asking that. Now I wanted to get into the advice portion, answering some of you guys's questions. So most of these were like situations that you guys sent me either through a DM or through the voice messages feature. Um, so thank you so much for sending these in. You guys can always feel free to, I already talked about that at the beginning of the episode. So let's go ahead and get into a couple of voice messages. Hey Lindsay, this is Brooke from good old Alabama. I have a problem. I just got out of a relationship of four years in December and just recently got back into the dating world. My problem is I am not interested in guys who do not want a serious relationship. I'm only interested in guys who want a serious relationship, but yet I don't want a serious relationship. These guys who just want to have fun, I really want nothing to do with them. But these guys are like, no, I'm looking to settle down. I'm looking for a relationship. It makes them so much more attractive to me. But yet, I don't want a serious relationship right now. I just got out of one and I don't know what to do. I feel like such a bad person. So like, please tell me what I should do. I'm so confused. Thank you. Hi, Brooke. <laughs> okay, so thank you so much for your question. Um, I feel like this is the exact 
type of situation of like when people are more appealing to you when they like are just the opposite of what you actually want it somehow makes not even like that but you know like the guys that are like hard to get it just makes that like when someone tells you they like you or whatever it's like oh well you were more fun I liked you more before like when you were ignoring me I personally don't typically feel this way but I know so many of my friends always say like they are attracted to the people that treat them like shit or the people that, you know, are just so much harder to get. So it kind of reminds me of something like that. But okay, so what I would say if I was in your situation, you know, you just got out of a serious relationship and you're not looking for one, you said, well, in that case, I think you need to decide what you do want right now, because maybe you just need to be fully, fully single and focus on yourself right now, because you've acknowledged that, you know, you don't want a serious relationship, but that you also have no interest in casually dating and casually hooking up with these guys that aren't interested in a serious relationship. And honestly, I fully get you. My type is like sweet, sweet, sweet boys that ideally want to date me or that might want to date me down the road. I'm not typically, I'm not typically interested in people that play games with me or people that just want to casually hook up. It annoys me and I don't have time for it. (laughs) So I feel you, but, um, I also, you know, you also said that you aren't interested in anyone and seriously dating anyone right now. So I think you need to, you know, be fair to the people that you may be seeing right now and you probably just need to take some time for yourself until you figure out you know what you are interested in and maybe you just need a little bit of time and then you'll be ready to go into the dating world again um, with people that are more interested in seriously dating you said you know I feel like a bad person or whatever you're not a bad person you probably just really need some time for yourself and don't put all of your energy into dating and other people right now because you need to, you know, get over this serious relationship that has ended for you. And also I think you need to in the future when you do start dating again, you need to be clear with people from the pretty much from the beginning of like if you are interested in something serious or are if you are interested in something more casual. Um and we talked about that a lot in my episode which was what are we? Like when he won't commit, casual dating, all that stuff. So, you might have already heard that, but if you didn't, definitely check out that episode. And yeah, this is kind of, I feel like this is kind of relatable. So I feel you, girl. All right, let's hear our next voice message. Hey, Lindsay. Um, My name's Grace, and I'm so stoked that you now have a podcast. I've always really respected and loved and valued your view on the world, and I'm so excited that you have created this space to share more. Um, But I wanted to talk or ask you, about a situation I have with an ex-boyfriend of mine. We were, we moved in together. We dated for about six years. We broke up after living together for about six months. It was not a success. <laughs> um, but in the initial process of moving, I was the one who paid the down payment and I put in a lot more money than he did. And I was always told that I'll pay you back. I'll pay you back. I've never been paid back. Um, and it's been about six months since we last spoke. So I was wondering if, do I bring it up or do I just forget about it? There's just a lot of money. (laughs) Thank you. 
Hi, Grace. Thank you so much for your question and talking about your situation. So, ooh, this one is difficult. I'm just going to tell you what I would do if I was in your situation because I don't really know if there's a right or a wrong thing here to do. I mean, obviously, if he said that he would be paying you, he should have paid you by now. But the issue with this situation right now is that you're telling me you guys haven't spoken in six months since you guys broke up. So that kind of makes it harder because yes, he still does owe you that money. And I fully think that he should have paid you that a long time ago or made it more of an effort to actually make it happen when you guys were together. And I know that money in relationships is a difficult thing to navigate. I definitely, definitely understand that. It's hard, especially because typically one person's going to be making more money than the other. And it's hard to kind of, especially when you move in with someone, I mean, I never did it mostly because mostly of financial reasons. Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent here. I would say, well, how important is this money to you? I don't know how much it is, but to be honest, it would have been a lot easier, I feel like, to get this money out of him if so much time hadn't passed by because now, you know, you guys haven't spoken in half a year and I don't know if he would be so inclined to actually pay you that money now. Although, I think if you're still thinking about it, that you deserve that money. I think you should reach out. I do think you should, but I also don't think you should really expect much, especially because this guy, even you know, back when you guys were together and back when you guys moved in together, he didn't make the effort to even pay you then. So I don't really see it happening now. Although I do still think, like I said, you deserve that money. And um, a lot of us women are very, very generous when we have more money or are making more money than our partner. And that's just a normal thing when you're in love. I mean, guys do it too. I'm not talking about only girls. It's normal when you're in love to, you know, want to help with finances, especially if something's important to you, like moving in together, someone's probably going to have to take the reins more on that situation. I actually kind of want to do a full episode about moving and moving in with somebody i would like to have a guest maybe i can do it with my sister or something a guest that actually has tips on moving in with your partner but also i get a lot of questions about moving just in moving in general moving to a new city moving out of your parents house moving out on your own for the first time so maybe that'll be one of our next like episodes that we do is a moving chat Um, And feel free to send in any questions that you guys have as far as that goes as well. But yeah, that is my thoughts, Grace. You you sound like a very, very giving person, obviously. And um, I definitely, yeah, like I said, I would reach out once more, but I wouldn't expect much. It's kind of an unfortunate situation, but see what happens. Maybe, you know, maybe he'll come around. Maybe he will actually take you seriously. And at least maybe if you can't get all of the money, at least try to get some of it, I would say, because it is fair. I mean, he was living with you. He should have paid half the freaking rent. All right, guys. Now I have a couple of Instagram DM situations that I got from you guys. So the first one, I'm just going to keep the names anonymous in this one, just in case y'all don't want your names said, because I never really know, unless you guys say your name in a voice message, then I'm not going to like say your name, um, just in case. 
Hey girl, I have been loving the podcast. I've been a fan since the pink bedroom. I love how you guys always refer to, you know, that stage of my life as the pink bedroom days. (laughs) So I'm in a bit of a situation and could really use some advice. I'm 24 years old and I've been with my boyfriend for almost three years now and he is absolutely perfect despite one little thing. To be completely honest, the sex has never been great for me and I have been very open and honest with him about this lately. That's good. He agrees that the sex hasn't been good for him for about eight months now, despite us trying to change things up. I sometimes find myself fantasizing about the great sex I've had in the past, even having dreams about it, and I find myself wondering if I will ever get that again. He is so perfect in every other way, Lindsay. I've had great sex before, so is it a lack of sexual connection between us two? We don't have sex nearly as often anymore. Is this something worth breaking up over? I don't want to leave him, but I also don't want to never have great sex. I lost the the, the rest of that question, but I think that was pretty much the end of it. Okay, we haven't talked about this necessarily on the podcast, and I'm really glad that somebody submitted something like this because what happens when you're in a great, great relationship, but the sex isn't good? Or what happens if you're in a relationship that's not great, but the sex is amazing? I mean, these are things that we kind of have to weigh out and... um, figure out what is most important to us in a relationship. And also, I mean, they are things that can be worked on. So you guys have been together, you said for almost three years and you said he was perfect and that, you know, you guys have a great relationship. So definitely like that is something to hold on to. You guys can probably work through this. Um, I guess I'm really happy that you guys have opened up about this and that you both have expressed how you feel about this because that is the first step. And I think it might be the hardest step in this process is just being like, hey, the sex hasn't been that great for me. And you could both be honest about that. So, you know, it could be a lot of things. It could be something that's going on with him. It could be something that he's going through that he's not able to like fully be there sexually. Or it could just be, like you said, um, the sexual connection. It's been a little bit off. I will definitely share that in one of my past relationships for a really long time. Not that the sex was bad, but it took about a year, like, Uh, at least a year, maybe longer than a year to get into the swing of figuring out sex for us and how to make it really, really good for both of us. Um, And it took a lot of work and communication and a lot of practice, honestly, because to be honest, you know, sex with every person is different and, you know, two people can mesh amazingly sexually, or it can be a little bit confusing. And it can, obviously it's so normal to compare it also to other times that you've had sex and be like, you know, what's, what was the best time? Uh, what was the worst time? So I would say, you know, I don't think this would necessarily be something worth breaking up over unless it really, really, really is a huge trigger and factor for you. Um, you guys already have been open about it. So, I mean, I would just say, keep that open communication, keep talking about things, make sure you've really expressed things that you like and that you don't like and things that you want your partner to do and things that you don't want them to do. Just be like super open because you have been with this person for three years. And I mean, if he can't give you that and you've talked about all this stuff and you've tried to bring in new things and whatever it is, um, you know, then maybe, maybe it's time for a conversation of like, where could you get that sexual pleasure and satisfaction if you're not getting it in your relationship, um, masturbating and also like 
I don't know if opening up the relationship is at all an option, but if one of you is not fulfilling, feeling fulfilled sexually, I mean, that's definitely a conversation that could be had, but obviously it's very, very personal for the relationship and all that. So I would say, you know, you just need to maybe do a pros and cons list and weigh the options of how important this is in the relationship for you. I definitely can understand that that struggle and my thoughts and my heart is with you. And I'm really glad that you shared this. I'm sorry if I didn't give the best advice. This is definitely a complicated situation, but keep that openness. Keep talking about this. Um, Keep trying new things, different things, new things. And um, if it still isn't getting any better and this is a big, big, big thing for you. Yeah. I would think that maybe you need to have that talk about how you can get your sexual satisfaction if it is not from him in this relationship. All right, let's read another one. Hi, Lindsay. I love your podcast and I really need some advice. I am 19 years old and about a year ago, I began having a relationship with my 32-year-old coworker. Yes, I know taboo, but we are both oceanfront lifeguards and everyone pretty much looks like they're 23. (laughs) Okay. Um, Either way, I need some advice on how to get over this man. We We weren't ever officially dating and honestly, you might even say he was emotionally abusive towards me and still is. We have been basically hooking up for a year and I caught feels. He calls me babe all the time, uh, even still to this day. Despite all the terrible things and crazy things he believes in weird ass conspiracies, I can't seem to let him go. We text nearly daily still and I don't know. I can clearly identify everything that he has done that has hurt me and is wrong. However, I still have this hope that maybe he will want me. I'm really glad that you shared this. Um, okay. So you're 19 years old. That is what I'm kind of like relating a lot of what you said to just because I'm thinking back to when I was 19 and holy shit, the amount of things that I let guys get away with just because I was 19 and didn't know how to, didn't know how to be treated better at that age. I wasn't in like really relationships at 19, but I'm just saying like, I would let guys, walk all over me and um a lot of it honestly I don't mean to be like you know you're so young that's why this is happening but I will tell you that as you get older and as you experience kinder people and deeper love that you will look back on this and be like you know it probably was because I was young and I was a little bit naive and I didn't you know know what I deserved so I'm gonna be here to tell you even if it's hard Um, I'm going to be here to tell you, you don't, you don't deserve this guy. He doesn't deserve you. Um, And I think that a way to move forward from this, I know that it's going to be hard because you really do have feelings for this guy, but you mentioned he's emotionally abusive. And to be honest, you just really don't need that in your life, especially you don't need the stress of that, especially if you guys aren't officially, you know, dating, nobody, nobody can treat you like that. Despite if you are dating or not dating, it is not okay. A way that I would see to maybe move forward from this situation, I would just try to distract yourself with other people. So are you on Hinge? Are you on dating apps? I have heard amazing things about Hinge. Um, I'm about to honestly download it because I'm pretty much ready, I think, maybe, (laughs) to get back into starting talking to guys. Um, So get some dating apps and even, you don't have to necessarily go on dates with people, but start having conversations start talking to people that will treat you differently and that can take your attention away from this man that is you know being emotionally abusive towards you um i know that in situations like this it can be even harder to leave the person because even though you're being treated like this by them 
you still have this like crazy toxic thing that brings you back to them, okay? Um, the age doesn't matter to me. The age is whatever, like you guys' age gap in this situation. It doesn't really matter. Um, this guy should not be treating you like this. And a lot of it probably is he knows how young you are and he knows that he can walk all over you. He can treat you like this because you are young and because you, you have accepted it to this point. Um, so keep that in mind. Um, he probably is taking advantage of you. Uh, because he knows that since you're young, you're not going to stand up for yourself as much. So please accept more for yourself and please start to talk to new people, distract yourself with new people, maybe even go on a date or two with some other guys, talk to guys on dating apps, just get back in to that world um, to kind of get your head a little bit out of this. And um, that's what I would do at least because I know it's very hard when you go from talking to someone and having all that attention to just cut that off and not have anything remaining and that like the lonely feelings that's what makes you want to go back to that person so I know where you're at I know what you're saying and um and that's why I'm suggesting like distracting yourself with other people and trying to really establish more healthy boundaries for yourself um and and yeah, I think this stuff will get easier as you get older. Not to say that this stuff doesn't happen um, to people that are not 19. You really will look back and be like, I deserve so much more for myself. So just try to look out for your future self right now because you really do deserve more than this guy that is manipulating you and walking all over you because he knows that he can. All right. And our last situation we're going to talk about today is a little bit of a long one. So... So I've been watching your videos for a couple of years now and I'm loving the new podcast. I know you sort of touched on this in the first episode, but if you're down to give more specific advice or speak from your experience, it would be much appreciated. Basically, how did you know it was the right time for you to end your relationship? It sounds like it was an idea you had talked about with your ex for a bit, but I guess did anything happen or what prompted you to make the final break and stick with it? My boyfriend and I have been together for six years now. I feel I can continue the relationship and that we should try and make it work because that's always, that's what I've always been taught. Relationships are a lot of work. They're not easy, etc. But I also feel like I would be better off single most times and that I'm just holding out hope certain aspects of our relationship will get better when they really just haven't. Sorry, this is super long, but maybe I feel like I have to wait for something really bad to happen for the relationship to end instead of just being generally unhappy with it. Overall, how did you know you needed to follow through with the breakup instead of just hoping and trying to work towards the relationship? Sorry for the mess of a message. Thanks in advance. Whoa, I just, this is actually my first time reading that whole message. I like briefly read it before the episode and knew I was going to talk about it, but that was my first time like taking in everything from that message and that just hits me so fucking hard because what you're saying is literally like almost exactly how I felt uh, during the last few months of my relationship. Nothing against my past partner. He was, he was a great partner, great person. Um, but this is just personally how I was feeling. I was struggling a lot. And um, so yeah, you said you want me to go into more depth about it. So I will. Um, I felt like it, like you said, I felt very, very similar to you of like, 
Um, maybe I just, you know, obviously relationships are work. Relationships are hard. Um, fighting is normal. Yeah, that's all true. But at the same time, at the end of the day, how many days are you going to sleep happy? How many days are you waking up happy in your relationship? And I really started having less and less of those days. And I was an emotional mess towards the last, you know, six, five, four months of my relationship. Um, things really needed to end before they did. And I will talk about this uh, in a future episode when I'm more ready to talk about more details, but um, I think I've already shared before that we had broken up um, in the past for like a couple days or like a couple weeks time, and then we always kind of like found our way back together. It was never like a solid breakup, and the only time we had a solid breakup is the end when it actually ended and we had broken up it was mostly me I think I was the person that did the breaking up and had that conversation so 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 many times in the past and then and then something would happen and I would let him back into my life and I was never strong enough to leave the relationship until the end and I needed to a lot before I did honestly just for myself like I said not necessarily my partner it was just the relationship was not healthy for either of us anymore and we both deserved more than what we were giving to each other at the end. So um, I can really relate to how you're feeling. And, you know, one thing you said that really struck me was, I feel like I need to wait for something really bad to happen to end the relationship instead of just being generally unhappy with it. And that's one thing I want to tell you that is completely untrue. Um, If you are not happy in this relationship, despite being together for six years, obviously that that is a bond. That is something that you guys will always share, but you know what? Sometimes it's just not the right time anymore. It's not the right person anymore. Sometimes the relationship is not serving you, and I know that feeling of like, oh, we've dedicated so much time to this. What the fuck is going to happen if I end it? It's that fear. It's that fear of the unknown. It's fear of life without this person that you've known for so long, and that's why breakups can be so hard, especially if, obviously breakups are hard regardless of if there was some horrific situation that happened like a cheating or a betrayal but relationships can also be really hard even if nothing big necessarily happened to end it and it just needed to end which is how mine ended and how it sounds like yours is going so please do not tell yourself that don't believe that lie that something bad needs to happen for you to end the relationship Um, you have acknowledged in this message you've acknowledged that you're not happy you've acknowledged that you were feeling a lot of the ways that I felt. So to answer your question of how did you know it was the right time for you to end your relationship? When I finally ended it at the end, which like I said, uh, it had been kind of talked about for months and months and months before that, that we were were rocky. We were trying to work on things, um, but it was really clear to me at least that it was a cycle. It was a toxic cycle of going back to this person because I loved them and there were a lot of great moments. How I'd, it would explain at least the end of my relationship was extreme highs and lows. Um, I don't know how many people can relate to that. Uh, I don't know how normal that is in a relationship, but the highs were so high and then the lows were so fucking low. Like me locking myself in the bathroom crying on the floor locking him out of the bathroom low just so I could like try to calm myself down and I had a couple moments there at the end where I I like would have a fucking crying fit and I would be on the floor and I would like take 
a couple times I took photos of myself when I felt like that. I only did that like once or twice. I took photos um, and I looked back on the, the pain in my face in those photos and how low I felt at that moment. I did it. I needed to do it as a reminder to myself of like, this is how you feel right now. Even if it's not how you feel all the time in the relationship, you should not feel like this at all. This is not like normal to feel this way in a relationship. It's not healthy. Um, so, and then how I actually knew I needed to end it was we had like a night where we got into a big fight and I hit my breaking point. I like was going to sleep that night after we had that big fight. And I just felt like I can't do another night like this. I deserve so much more. And I've known, this is what's me in my head. I'm like, I've known that we both deserve so much more than what we've been giving each other just because we have love for each other and we've been together for a long time. And I went to sleep that night and I knew that I was going to do it for real. And I started the next day. I talked to my sister on the phone. I told her that I was going to do it. And I was like, I need you to hold me accountable because she had known how many times I had tried to end it in the past and gone back to it. And what I did that was really helpful to me, which I don't know if it was just me, but you could try doing this, is I, I wrote a letter to him and I actually never ended up giving it to him, but my intention when I was writing it was absolutely to give it to him. And I kind of just explained, like I tried to basically get off my chest everything that I felt while still being like loving, but kind of trying to just like explain myself and how I felt about the situation. And um, that was really, really like cathartic because instead of like us having a conversation about it and him talking back to me or just responding to me it was like I was able to actually just get out everything that I was feeling and everything that I needed and like I said I didn't end up giving that to him but I planned on it but things just didn't work out that I felt like I needed to give it anymore we kind of talked about everything so that can be something that's super helpful if you're really being like I need to end it just write a letter whether you give it to the person or don't give it to the person get everything off your chest and then um I guess how I knew I needed to end it was, yeah, I just was lying in bed that night and I was like, I can't have another night like this. I, this like isn't normal. So I acknowledged so, so, so many times that my relationship and how I felt was not healthy, but I ignored it for so many months or I would try to bury it by like, you know, cause we had the extreme highs and lows. So I would, you know, focus on the highs and be like, there's so much good here. But to be honest, like, you know, when something needs to end and it's kind of just the choice of, am I going to be strong enough to let this go and risk the fear of the unknown, which to be honest, like you'll always get through it. Or am I going to stick this out because I do love this person? Just reading what you said, it just hits me so hard. I feel like I've literally been talking about this for the past 15 minutes. <laughs> it's a really long answer, but I hope that that was helpful. Um, that was really, really, really personal and deep. Kind of glad that it was at the end of the episode <laughs> when I went into all of that. But yeah, it sounds like you've already decided for yourself. You know that you're unhappy and that you need to end the relationship. And I think that's how I was feeling. And I just didn't do it for so long. So 
hopefully that hearing my situation might have helped you a little bit. I really hope that it did. Whew. My voice is tired, y'all. Recording solo episodes is a lot on the voice. But okay, yeah, that is where I'm going to leave it at today, guys. Uh, let me know if you liked this advice, big sis type episode and what you want me to talk about next week. And I'm just feeling really good. I hope you guys enjoyed this. If you guys enjoyed this and made it until the end and you haven't left a review yet on the Apple Podcast app, go and do that. It would mean so much to me. And like I said, I'll be reading one of the reviews and one of the names from the reviews next week if you want a chance to be featured on the podcast, a little shout out. And thank you guys so much for listening. As always, please stay healthy and please stay safe out there right now. And I will talk to you guys in next week's episode. Thanks so much for listening. Bye guys. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. And now, gambling terms. Push, a wager that results in a tie. Even money, bet with the same payout as you wager. Legit, knowing where it's truly legal to gamble in Colorado. You can enjoy legal gaming in Blackhawk, Central City, Cripple Creek, as well as licensed online sports and off-track betting in Colorado. Play legit and gamble only where it's legal. Learn more now at playlegitco.com. A message from the Colorado Division of Gaming. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER.